on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. We have another WWE release, and I'm not talking about Johnny Gargano's contract expiring. I'm talking about Jeffrey J., Mr. Hardy himself. Chad is depressed, and we're going to talk about that, plus our beer ratings from NXT War Games. I'll just say right now, we've got a new record. What it, what it was? You'll have to wait and find out. And then we're going to cover Raw, NXT, and Dynamite from this week. We already covered SmackDown and Rampage last week, so we just have those three to go over. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait to talk about how depressed Chad is. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT Russell Pod. We're going to have a great show. Are you guys ready to go? Yep. Yeah. Let's go. Welcome into episode 35 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Dylan. I'm joined by Joe and Chad. How's everyone doing? Great. Could be better. Yeah. Well, why, why is that, Chad? <laughs> just just go ahead. So, I'm uh, for that place that we don't talk about right now, I'm sleeping during the middle of the day. And yesterday, my good buddy Dylan over here sent me a facebook message that said don't look at the news you're not gonna be happy <laughs> so i didn't look up wwe news but right after i woke up and saw that message i saw that i had some notifications from facebook so i go over there and it says that my wife has posted to my facebook page twice and i click on the first one and it says wwe has released jeff hardy jeffrey those J. of you Jeffrey Nero, as we've talked about many a time. For those of you who don't know or don't haven't listened to us long enough to know, my favorite wrestler of all time is Jeffrey Nero Hardy. And this one, this one really hurt. It's happened before and it hurt more this time than it did last time or the time before that. This is the third time this has happened. Not very, not very happy right now. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, I don't know, speculation online, and I'm not talking about the thing that we, the, the where he should or where he's going thing, but like what the fuck happened with this? Like, yeah, I guess the, to talk about some of the speculation, I guess you start with about a week ago and the WWE live event. So if you haven't watched the video, there's a WWE live video of him at a live show, not a televised show. And in the middle of the main event where he's tagging with, I think it's like King Woods. and I thought it was with Randy. 
No, it was uh, Drew. Drew. Oh, yeah, that's right. King Woods in a three-on-three match against the Bloodline. You're right. He's on SmackDown. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. That's not important. The important part is in the middle of the match, he just goes over the barricade and leaves. And he just goes home. And then the next day after that, which is about a week ago that happened, we see some reports that he's not in a good state of mind or mentally in a good place. And obviously, if you know Jeff Hardy at all, he's faced a a lot of addiction problems in his life, which is a disease that I'm that's terrifying. Oh, that's that's terrifying to think about, you know, Um, and he's dealt with it his whole life. And that's super unfortunate. And I'm hoping that's not where he's at now. There's obviously speculation on the Internet, and I'm not going to speculate about what he's going through. I just know he's going through some shit. There's speculation he's dealing with that same problem, but. There's clearly something wrong with him mentally right now, whether it's addiction or mental health. And the last bit of speculation is that WWE offered him to go to counseling or rehab or something to deal with whatever it was. And he declined it prior to release. Yeah. I don't know if that's so much like speculation, uh, uh, speculation versus like the truth. I feel like it is the truth. I feel like it is. Yeah. No, you don't speculate the truth. Well, I guess you can. But if you're speculating, you wouldn't know whether or not it's the truth. That's why you're speculating. Okay, what were you going to say? I don't know. Honestly, I I don't remember at this point. There's The things we know are he's he's been released. He's dealing with something that caused him to not be in a great place mentally. And now he's... He's been released from the company. Uh, his wife and Matt both posted something to Twitter saying that he's okay. Yeah, he's in that. good hands. So I'm thinking with everyone on the internet here, and I'm just hoping that he finds the help he needs and gets better. Uh, my wife, when we talked about it last night, I was like, I've never been upset like emotionally to the loss of a celebrity. But if when Jeff Hardy passes, I will probably be very upset. It will hit me hard. Jesus, dude. Let's not like. Let's not speculate that Jeff Hardy is going to pass. I'm not saying he's going to pass. I'm just saying that I'm I'm pressing the importance of him as a celebrity in my life. Because there was times I almost got out of watching wrestling and then Jeff came back or Jeff was an impact back when it was TNA and kept me as a fan. So. I'm not saying he's in a place where he's going to pass away. I'm just pressing the importance of him as a celebrity in my life. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy to think that like at this point, what is it like two, maybe three weeks ago, he is the sole survivor for Well, I guess not the sole survivor, but the last remaining person on his team of the survivor series, uh, five on five men's match. And now he's no longer with the company. I did see an article that said that he was scheduled to get a, a push for with Roman. He wasn't going to win it, but they were going to give him a, a, a feud with Roman because he had gotten pushed so frequently recently that he was going to get his shot. Last, last triumph. That would have been opportunity. That would have been awesome. I would have loved to see that. Not saying that does or does not clearly tell you who's winning at day one, but. Hmm. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Right? That's what you were getting at, right? Totally not what I was going for. Oh. You know, I've been thinking about that. And, I mean, until you just said that, 
I was like, fuck, like some of these matches at day one, I feel like are going to be pretty tough to predict. I think every single one I've seen so far, I have no fucking clue. Well, obviously, it sounds like you're picking Roman Reigns, but I think the triple threat, I mean, I don't think Kevin Owens is winning, but I feel like the other two could, either one of them could win. I don't think they're taking on Big E that quickly. That, I would pick Big E in a heartbeat. That one's easy. It's not even that quick. He wanted us around SummerSlam. Yeah. How, how many defenses does he have? Like two or three? I don't know. Enough. I don't he know. defended it against Bobby and who? I don't know. I don't watch Austin Raw. Theory on Raw. There's Oh, one. yeah. Yeah, he did do that. Fuck, who the fuck? Who else did he face? I don't think he's faced anybody else. He hasn't been at a pay-per-view with it yet other than Survivor Series, right? He beat Bobby. Crown Jewel? That was when he he beat Bobby at Crown Jewel. Who the fuck did he face at SummerSlam? No, he didn't beat Bobby at Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel, Bobby faced Goldberg. Oh, my God. Who did he beat at Crown Jewel? Was he even at Crown Jewel? I'm rethinking my whole life here. Why know. is why is wrestling that happened like I'll just say less than a year ago so hard to remember? Because we drank too much. That is true. Uh, I drink way too often. He defeated Drew McIntyre. At- oh yeah, oh, for the trap. Yeah, duh. Who do you face at SummerSlam then? Come Was on, that Bobby? Man. I'm going. He was against Bobby Lashley, AJ, and Omos at uh, Extreme Rules on the opening match that was announced the day of. And at totally SummerSlam, remember that. he was on. He hadn't won the title yet at SummerSlam because at SummerSlam, uh, Goldberg defended it against, or Bobby Lashley defended it against Goldberg. So he won it in between. He won it in between SummerSlam and Extreme Rules. And then did not defend it at Extreme Rules. Defended see, it on Raw against Bobby. So see, this defended is, against this Bobby, is, Drew, and Austin Theory. This is how fucked up my brain is, is because I could have sworn Big E. I, like, if you would have asked me if Big E was the champion when SummerSlam happened this year, I would have said yes. But he wasn't. No, well, I remember. I remember now he, that the Bobby Lashley son thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was Bobby SummerSlam. Lashley like beat the shit out of what Gage. Gage. Gage Goldberg, dude. Gage future, Goldberg. Future Hall of Famer, future WWE champion. F- future, future Raw Tag Team champion with Braun Strowman. Whoa. I Doubtful. do have one bit of news that we did not earlier talk about that I want to ask a question and see if you guys have seen this. Okay. Have you seen that WWE has opened NIL sponsorships to college athletes? No. So what? They do would... you know what NIL... Co- so like they would sponsor an athlete so nil is the new thing where college athletes can be paid by companies yes. to like show face and stuff like that they're calling it the next in line team for wwe and they picked like 15 or 20 college athletes that they're going to be nil partnerships with so like a I bunch of as soon as a bunch of like linebackers and d no that's the crazy part is like there was like track and field stars there was offensive linemen from Arkansas and Northwestern. There was um, so there's a couple of the big guys that meet like the Vince McMahon mold. There was some like track and field stars like Montez Ford style build. And then, yeah, I was like, say some, Bianca and Montez. Bianca did. and Montez Ford. Exactly. They meet that mold. And then there were some ones that like shocked me like basketball. 
but they weren't overly big people. There was a couple that like I was really shocked by. If you Google the list, it's about 15 or 20 superstars. Gable Mm. Stevenson on there. Gable Stevenson was the reason why they're doing it. Actually, when I was reading about it, he was the first person who's going to do it. Um, and then they built it off of the idea of Gable Stevenson. Stevenson. There's no N in there, apparently. That's true. Whatever. I keep calling him Stevenson. Yeah, this just reminds me that he got drafted and we still haven't seen him. He, we, nor we will at all. I think he's going back to college. I think that's what the, the whole thing I was reading in the article was. What but the waste, point what being... A, what a waste of a draft pick. <laughs> so it was Karrion <laughs> Cross and Keith Lee <laughs> oh my and God. everyone the fuck else that's been Stop. hit row. Stop. Remember Jeff Hardy. <laughs> you didn't have to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> My question that I brought this up for is, do you think this is how they're going to build the next wave of NXT superstars is just sponsoring college athletes to immediately become NXT people upon graduating? I mean, possibly because they're not pulling from indie promotions anymore. Like they've said that. So that's not true. They pull they're pulling young stars from indie wrestling. So like Grayson Waller and Joe Gacy are both indie stars. So they're willing to still pull indie stars. I just don't think they're willing to pull Ring of Honor and Impact stars who are 20 or th- like in their late 20s, early 30s, or, you know, Damian Priest is almost 40 or Keith Lee using his 30s. You know, I, I think that era is over. The Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Bobby Roots, that era is clearly over. Very much younger so. indies. I think they're still open to Hmm. Well, I guess that rules out Danhausen then, because he's what, like six thousand years old. Yeah, he was building. I think he was uh, born in the Jurassic era or something like that. They always oh. bill him from some. <laughs> they always bill him from a very old, and he weighs over three hundred pounds, and he's a scrawny, like eighty-five pound man. <laughs> I want to. I want to see him uh, in a tag team with with Luchasaurus now. Oh, because they're both sixty-five million years old. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be the oldest tag team of all time. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet. Very good. Very, very evil. He's built. You want to put, you know, he's built it. He's built at six foot four, at least 300 pounds. And from someplace far away, <laughs> his, his weight is built as at least 300 pounds. At least 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe at least 300 pounds. <laughs> God, that's fucking! I cannot wait to watch this guy. You're I missing keep, out having not watched. Yeah, it I keep putting it off. I don't know why I'm not doing it. it, it does he have anything on YouTube? Maybe I'll look it up on. Yeah, YouTube. he's got a. He's. It's like Dan Housen is something. He's got a channel. He does like a monthly vlog. Yeah, but does he have matches? You can see the match oh, he yeah. did on the Jericho cruise. On you can see that's the, the one, one I've seen. The, the one with on the Jericho cruise. There's like. An Orange Cassidy versus Dan Housen. I'm sure you can find some uh, Ring of Honor stuff he's been into on the internet. If not, I'll give you my Honor Club password, passcode, and you can watch it on there. Neat. Can't wait. I'm about to cancel that because they're not going to have any reason for me to have it because they're getting rid of Ring of Honor. Mm. Yeah, I saw something about uh, that. You might be able to answer this, Chad something about final battle like somebody's injured or got COVID or something like that that they can't participate i have not heard anything on that um who is josh alexander who's josh alexander supposed to face or was he josh alexander is impact i know but jonathan gresham oh maybe yeah i'm thinking of the wrong 
technical wrestler. Oh, Jesus crap. If Jonathan Jonathan, not on the card. No, no, no. It's whoever he's facing. That's the world champion, Bandito. He's supposed to yeah, Bandito. face the world champion. Bandito has oh, COVID no. or something like that. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so some people are speculating Danielson, but I don't know. Isn't it pre-taped, or are they not doing the pre-taped no, pay-per-views? It's live. It's the last show they're doing live with fans. Yeah, so some people are speculating uh, Danielson, but I don't know. I don't know if his, his contract is exclusive to AEW or not. Danielson? Yeah. I thought it specifically no, wasn't because he wanted to do stuff with Ring of Up. With that's him. what I thought too. So I could definitely see it happening. Dan- a Daniel- Danielson and Gresham match. That would be better than Bandito Gresham because Bandito is a totally different style wrestler than Gresham is. But I, I was so stoked for Bandito versus Gresham because I thought they might actually have Gresham win the title off Bandito. So that's really disappointing that it will not be happening. Maybe they'll strip him and it'll be for the vacant world title. <sighs> Well, now I'm like super interested, but I'm upset all at once. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe you should. Uh, Pay per view is this weekend. Yeah, maybe you should read more headlines and stop reading full articles. You'd have more time to read more headlines. I don't follow a lot of things on Facebook about Ring of Honor. It's very rare I see Ring of Honor stuff. I just watch it live and stuff. So you don't follow Ring of Honor on Facebook? I not on Facebook, just like as a no. whole. I don't even know if they have one. They announced that shit on Twitter, and I don't even have a Twitter. How doth well, one tweet? Um, you type stuff, and then you press tweet. It's like a status. It is. On Facebook. It's, it's exactly that. Wow. You kids and your technology these days. You're a year older than me. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, so much wiser. Yeah. yeah. That's probably true. Well, shall we get into beer ratings for NXT War Games? Yep. So, did any did did anyone get any signs? I don't really look for signs in the CWC because the CWC I'm not sure if they're allowed. The CWC just pisses me off. Yeah, that it didn't look like there were uh, there were any signs. No signs. It's unfortunate. I've got some uh, not really quotes, but talk about some things when when matches happen i think i've got some quotes never mind i don't have any quotes i don't have any quotes i'm just a big dumb stupid head so first match of the night women's war games match uh team raquel versus team they were calling it team toxic i think in the in leading up to it we were calling it team dakota because we were just thinking raquel versus dakota but it was raquel gonzalez cora jade Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray versus Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai. And I'll tell you some things I liked about this match. Uh, one. Dolan. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so uh, I like the, the, the format. And I, I guess it's not the <coughs> format, but like the layout of war games that they have now. So. For perspective, if for some reason you live under a rock and you haven't watched War Games yet and you're somehow listening to this, uh, the cage, right? Everything's the same about the cage and the rings, but the way that you get into the cage is like on the side of the entrance ramp now. And now the cages that they keep, the competitors that are not in the match yet are up 
in the crowd. It was yeah, awesome. It was I like that awesome. they walked through the crowd. And then in this match in particular, this did not happen in the men's war games match, but in this match in particular, I, I was, uh, I think I was texting Chad cause he, Chad, you watched it live. Yeah. Right. And then I watched it after I got home from that place yep. and you were still awake. And I was just texting you as I was watching it, giving you updates of like where I was at. I loved during this match how every time somebody new came in the match, they went and grabbed weapons from under the ring. <laughs> it was just weapon after weapon, just getting introduced in the ring. That's funny. Uh, have you ever done the DraftKings pool <laughs> for WB pay-per-views? No, I haven't. DraftKings always does that weird uh, free pool and you just pick like a f- couple prop bets. Yeah. And then you can win a portion of $10,000, basically, unless you're like the top 10, you only get like $10, $5, $10. But um, they were doing one for the men's match at the end of the night. So up until that match started, you were able to pick your picks and everything like that. Before the show, I had put it in my picks and it was like four things. It was like, who's going to win the men event? Who's going to be the one who gets the pin? Who gets pinned? And then I think the other, yeah, the other one was how many people are going to bring weapons with them into the match over under three and a half. So what did you pick? I originally had under three and a half. And then I watched the women's match and every fucking woman brought so many weapons. So I changed it to over three and a half thinking the men were going to do the same thing. And then like two men brought weapons in. You should have known that trick Williams threw more weapons in there than anyone brought in. Yeah. Trick Williams was trying to be the MVP of the match, but Dexter Loomis had other things to say about, well, not to say, but to do about that. But I agree. I thought it was super legit that like the women were just throwing stuff in every time someone came in. There was a weird part. I forget who brought it in, but like somebody just brought like a duffel bag in the ring and I was was your girl. It It was your girl. It was Gigi Dolan. Yeah. Yeah. She brought a, she brought a duffel bag in the ring and I was like, Ooh, what's in the duffel bag? And then they just never never fucking used it. (laughs) I was hoping it was going to be like a, a Jordan, Jordan ones with uh, spikes in the bottom. (laughs) Something we've never seen before. You know, some, other things I wrote down that I really enjoyed because I wrote those two down as well. Um, Kaylee Ray does chest chops as a female, and those are really rare, especially in WWE. That they, I think, the only person I can like recall that does a lot of them is Charlotte Flair, obviously say, her yeah. dad. Um, but Kaylee Ray does them, and she does them well. And I love Charlotte's watching are terrible. Kay- yeah, Charlotte's are not good. Not but good. Kaylee Ray does them well. She did not and learn. I heard a couple of the Kaylee Ray ones, and I was like, hell yeah, women doing the chest chops. Nice. Yeah, but then our livers are like, fuck you, chest chops. It didn't add that many on this match, though. And then I did write this down. I wrote this down for you, Dylan. Uh, there was chance throughout the whole match for Gigi Dolan. Yep. Not for Toxic Attraction, not for Mandy Rose. They want, we want Gigi or Gigi Dolan. Look, in the match, all I'm saying is the fans in the CWC are fucking idiots and I hate them. So maybe that means that I'm a fucking idiot and I should hate myself. Well, no, I have some notes from what they were uh, chanting on 
Tuesday that I was really a big fan of. So I'm, I'm not going to jump behind that. They're really dumb, but we'll get to that later. I also have but, a chant. I also have, well, not a chant, but I heard something that somebody said on dynamite that I would also like to talk about. It was not good. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. That's interesting. Yeah, oh, it, it yeah. was a, it was a very, uh, it was a, it was not a, not a, not even a close to a good thing. A very, very bad thing to say to somebody. And it's it's not good. I'm very interested. We'll have to get there. Yeah, yeah but I think the uh, the point of what I was saying is that the toxic attraction is clearly over yeah. with the fans. Loving it. I think of all the people that have shown up with the 2.0 trend, I think they may have the most over of all of them. The trio of toxic attraction. I think Braun Breaker's pretty over as well with that crowd. That was the only one I would say was even comparable because him on Tuesday, they were er- yeah, they everybody, were everybody in the crowd does the oh, 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 oh. like they're a bunch of chimpanzees. <laughs> I think it's a dog wolf like thing. I mean, yeah, but... that's what it is. But OK, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I just like to make them sound stupid. Um, Did you all think that Cora Jade's shoulder was actually fucked up? Yes, completely. She sold it so perfectly. Yeah, and then Io Shirai, her, her response to it, like trying to get Cora out, and then... <laughs> so, initially, I was like, damn, her shoulder's fucked up because she was like staying away from everybody and everybody was staying away from her except for her teammates that like would even like... They would beat up people on Team Toxic and then they would go back and check on Cora Jade and I was like, oh shit, like they can't really do anything about this right now so they're just leaving her over to the side... And just like, all right, we'll we'll do the rest of the match without you, Cora. And then Io Shirai did the I'll pop your shoulder back into place. And it like looked really awkward. And I was like, all right, this is kind of weird. But that's, then, that's when I knew it was a work. Yeah. At that point, I was like, OK. But at first I was like, holy shit, she's fucked up. The spot off the top, like through the table. That yeah. was awesome. We had Good some job. awesome, awesome table spots. Yeah, I'm off, uh, off the top of the cage and in, in these two war games matches. Yeah, I mean, and and they're like Cora Jade is getting over, and not just because of her awesome entrance music. Which I mean, uh, you told me to pay attention to because I'm the I'm, I'm a big punk fan, and, and I I do really like it. It's there good. you go, yes. big there fan. you go. It's a great song. I don't know any of the words to it, but it's it's catchy. Yeah, it is good. It's got definitely that like eighty seven like late seventies early eighties like punk vibe right before yeah. like pop punk started yeah yeah that's good uh we almost got uh a second installment of uh io shirai's favorite move which is putting a trash can on top of her head and jumping (laughs) off the top of the cage but they (laughs) they ended up stopping it which was really unfortunate i was really sad to see that uh i think the one of the other funny funny spots of the night was raquel putting was it was it Dakota that she put inside of the trash can and just swung her around? Yep. Yeah. And then she swung her and she hit Gigi with the trash can too. <laughs> yeah, was that was awesome. one of my favorite spots. Like there was a lot of spots. This one didn't get nearly as many beers as the other one did, but I thought there was more originality in this one than in the main event one. They yeah, were doing I was... stuff in this one that I hadn't seen before. I just didn't expect it to end when it like as quickly as it did. Yeah. It was like 
all the women got in the match and you know th they were fighting and everything like that yeah you would get like the mid-ring standoff that you get in every war games match which i love i'm never yeah. never take that away from us yeah but... and and then all of a sudden it was Cora jade pinned uh jc jane jc jane. jane yeah she pinned jc jane and like i was watching with dan wayne and i was like what the fuck and he said what the fuck because it was it was surprising. I didn't see it was just building, and then all of a did sudden, did you it was watch over. it live? No, I was at that place with Dylan. Okay, yeah. so I'm the only one who watched it live. It was very unfortunate. We yeah, I was shocked when she got that pin call. When that pinfall, yeah, especially after how fucked up her shoulder was allegedly. Did you? Um, did either of you see the the little bit of news that came out with Court Jade, kind of telling some of the backstory about her coming to NXT? No, do tell. So I didn't know this, but when AEW Dark first started, she had a few matches on AEW Dark. Oh. When the AEW Dark first started, she was being jobbed to squash matches on AEW Dark at like, like 18 years old. To like Big Swole. Yeah, to like the people they were pushing on AEW at the time. Yeah. Interesting. And then, but those jobbers on AEW Dark don't get contracts. They get single match payment. Yeah. It's it's like job. It's all there's tiers. It's like they they get like three match contracts or something like that, similar to Matt Cardona's. Yeah, so like they're not like uh long-term deals. They're short little things, right? So yeah. when NXT offered her a long-term deal, she took it because she thought she had a really good opportunity with NXT and she'd been wrestling for a while and she received death threats from internet fucking fan wrestling fanboys of AEW over leaving AEW to go to NXT and she didn't leave AEW she was a she was a jobber right there are people with other companies that do that all the time like I cannot tell you the number of people on NWA that show up all the time to get jobbed out on dark so like she wasn't with a company. She was an indie wrestler and she wasn't making a ton with AEW. And this is an actual contract with NXT. And clearly she made the right choice because she's getting pushed immediately. Yeah. yeah. At like 20 years old. And she's 20. Yeah. So, I mean, th think she read the right choice, but apparently she deal with some like death threats and like a lot of backlash over that and like had some struggles with that when she first signed with NXT, which what the fuck man that is fucking crazy like imagine what the internet's gonna do when the first like star from AEW jumps ship mjf could be mjf he always talks about it but he will never do it yeah, yeah he talks about it a lot i think he's just trolling us yeah i think he's totally trolling dude's fucking over though in long island yeah fuck in long, long island, island. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that long island crowd though you gotta throw real. that in there that was uh, a weird crowd. One more thing from this women's war games match. There was the uh, the point in the match where I think it was just Kaylee Ray and Cora Jade were in the ring that was on the right. And it looked like Kaylee Ray was about to just turn on the entire team. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, yeah. It was a weird segment because like uh, it was right after the four on four stare down and uh, Raquel and Io went to go attack somebody. And Kaylee Ray like started creeping over towards Cora Jade, who was still sitting down with her shoulder injury in quotations. And it looked like she was about to kick her fucking ass. And then she yeah. handed her the bat and walked away. Yeah. Like defend yourself. 
we're going to be over here kicking some ass. I have a I have a question for you guys. I'll save it for when we talk about NXT. It's re- it's regarding this exact thing actually, but I'll I'll save it for when we get to NXT. All right. Uh, this match got five and a quarter beers. Off to a very good start. Yeah. Great great opener. Again, ended too quickly in my opinion, but got to see some cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I think we can all agree here. Then we had our best non-war games match of the night. Tag team titles, Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and the Geico Caveman, Von Wagner. <sighs> Von Wagner. I said I was watching uh, with Dan Wayne at like when Von Wagner came up, because obviously he doesn't know 2.0 stars are very many non like big wrestling names at all. But he says War Games is a paper, favorite pay-per-view. Um, I I looked at Dan Wayne and I was like, this guy entering the ring right now with Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, did you know that he used to uh, he used to act for those Geico commercials with the cavemen? And Dan Wayne looked at me. He's like, I feel like you're shitting shitting right now or shitting me right now. Like, but he didn't know enough to say like, <laughs> no, you're <laughs> absolutely fucking lying. <laughs> you know what? He kind of does look like those people, but I feel like you might be lying to me. <laughs> but I'll take your word for it. Um, this was just our reminder that this was our first War Games pay-per-view ever with uh, any member of the Undisputed Era not in a War Games match. And Kyle references that. He, you know, he said, this is my four, first War Games in, uh, you know. So the end of this match, Imperium wins and Von Wagner turns on Kyle O'Reilly. So there was a backstage segment where he said, this is my first time in five years, my first war games in five years, not being in a war games match. So I'm, I'm looking for some steel. And that's how we got to Monday night's steel cage match. Tuesday, Tuesday nights. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday. No, I said Tuesday night. Everyone heard. Yep. That's yeah, sure. I guess <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cut that. Yeah, I'll cut that. Um, Lots of woos in this match and really just shout out to Imperium. They are, fucking awesome like dude i actually wrote that down i wrote fabian eichner does the best woos ever because he when he does woos they're loud as fuck yeah like marcel bartel does them okay but fabian eichner does a fucking awesome chest chop and it's so it's so crazy like fabian eichner's athleticism like people forget that he was in that initial or that inaugural cruiserweight classic tournament yeah he was yeah and he was amazing in that. I think he only had like one, maybe two matches. I can't remember if he won his opening match. Uh, but then he put on some weight and got above 205. He put on like 40 pounds of straight muscle. Yeah. And the dude's fucking ripped and he still has the athleticism of a cruiserweight and he just fucking brings it. Yeah. I love it. He is fucking awesome. Yeah. He lost in the first round to Jack Gallagher, the gentleman Jack Gallagher. Yeah, with the umbrella. Yeah, totally. It turned out not to be that much of a gentleman. Yeah, it turned out was not a gentleman. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, uh, Imperium won the match. And like Joe said, Von Wagner, like any normal caveman, uh, turns on his tag team partner. And they they had me a couple times where I thought Kyle O'Reilly and Wagner were going to win the tag oh, team. Oh yeah. 
It was yeah. always when Kyle was in the ring too. Yeah. Kyle was like really selling this match. Yeah, yeah. It was, Va- there were Von- chant. Go ahead. Von Wagner would come in the match and hit like a couple moves, and then he would just tag out. Yeah, like, he's not he's not bad, but it in the ring. But you know he does have those couple moves, and then doesn't really seem like he could carry a match by himself. So I actually wrote the same thing. I wrote Von is good, but not fluid. Like his move, each move would be good, but there was no fluidity to between moves before he would tag out. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like I feel like that probably takes a while. Like, and yeah. most people will never get on the like Seth Rollins, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, uh, level. But yeah, he you're right. He doesn't have any fluidity yet. I feel like you were about to throw another name in there, Finn Balor. Oh, oh. Joe's um, four, Joe's four best wrestlers in the world. Honestly, like th- I, that's pretty accurate, I'd say. The only other the only other thing I had for this match that we haven't already talked about um, was that during the beginning of this match, when they were doing a lot of chants, there was like a uh, Imperium in the ring. I can't remember which one, and then Kyle, and they were like half the crowd was chanting, "Let's go, Kyle." And an equally loud part of the crowd was chanting, Kyle sucks. It's the and CWC, dude. It was yeah. the most shocking thing I've ever heard them say. Nothing that that crowd chants shocks me anymore. Like, yeah. So, so yeah, the only other chants that I had in this were a bunch of that was three chants after, I think it was Kyle O'Reilly in the ring almost pinning uh, Marcel Bartel. Yeah, I think it was Marcel. Yeah, probably. And, and you know they were they were chant- chanting that was three, but yeah, like after the whole like MSK debacle sort of thing, like anything that the CWC chants nowadays, like it just nothing. They anything that they chant or do will not shock me. Yeah, but you know at after the match, they they did do thank you Kyle chants and not. Kyle sucks chance it was an, it was a genuine like thank you Kyle and he he that's when he starts like saying like oh you're welcome you guys and that's when Von, Von Wagner had to be an asshole yeah um, uh so did you guys see Kyle O'Reilly throw up the undisputed era sign 100% did yep I did not catch it live honestly like uh I guess I was kind of spaced out and questioning whether or not we had a heel turn there which I think we're all in agreement now that we're counting that as a heel turn. hundred percent. Uh, especially after the backstage interview, when Kyle O'Reilly literally said the word turn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't catch it live. So I didn't, I didn't see it until it was on. Well, it was already on Twitter, but I didn't see it until after I checked Twitter after I watched the pay-per-view, but yeah. Uh, so because of the heel turn had to finish our beer, and this ends up getting four beers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you talked about it. I think I was on the I was on the side that it was a heel turn. You were on the side that it wasn't a heel turn. And then I, I just didn't know. Was- I just like I was just like, is it? Is it? It not? also happened like- so quickly. Like it felt like if you like didn't look for like a second, you would have noticed that he tried to do a move on Kyle O'Reilly and Kyle O'Reilly immediately like uh, countered it and then just started kicking Von Wagner's fucking ass. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, we do now, but at the time, yeah, I mean, no, I guess Tuesday we clearly saw. Uh, 
then we had the uh, hair versus hair match. Duke Hudson, Cameron Grimes. I cannot believe that I picked Duke Hudson to win this fucking match. <laughs> <laughs> that was you like we're the only one in the entire group that did. After I watched like the pre-match video that they do for like every match, I was like, I'm such a fucking idiot. Like, for one, regardless of what happened before, it should have been obvious that Cameron Grimes is winning this match because of what you guys said last week. Like, he already got his hair, like, he already trimmed up his beard and changed up his hairstyle, which is, I guess, something that I didn't really notice or whatever. I, I tried don't... telling you it was dumb. Yeah. And just the fact that Duke Hudson had already cut his hair, we had already seen that. And classic WWE, like something we've already seen before. It's like when the it's like when the challenger for a championship before the pay-per-view holds the title up, it's the fucking like you're dead after that. Like you're you're not gonna win. Duke Hudson already cut the hair. There was no way he was gonna win. Yeah. But he still tries to cut Cram and Grimes' hair again. He it didn't really pull a it, there was no like integrity from Duke Hudson after that match. I mean, yeah, he's it's whatever. This was just a match that happened on the pay-per-view, honestly, for me. Yeah. Yeah. So the only <laughs> I was getting pretty, pretty toasty by this by this point. And I heard the the chance after the match once uh Cameron Grimes actually gets Duke Hudson into the the, the chair. Uh they were they were chanting shave him bald. But what I heard for the longest time was shave his balls. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was totally convinced that they were saying shave his balls. That's a new, that's a new style of hair versus hair stipulation. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this got a beard a quarter. I mean, it was just a match that happened. Cameron yeah. Grimes wins. Nothing really to shake a stick at. Uh, and then cruiserweight championship, Roderick Strong versus Joe Gacy. And I would just like to point out that you guys were wrong about whatever internet rumors you thought you saw. I can't believe I picked Joe Gacy to win a pay-per-view match. The way you feel about Duke Hudson is the way I feel about picking Joe Gacy to win a pay-per-view match. Oh, my God. And then all of Diamond Mine was standing by the ring. And as soon as all of those fuckers came out there, I was like, I'm losing this match. There's no way Joe Gacy wins this match. There was like five of them standing around the ring. Like, Harland is big. Get it. So are both Creed's and Malcolm Bivens is there and the other Japanese guy that I don't know the name of and Ivy Niles there. Like she might be able to pick Harlan up. I'm not sure. She looks jacked. Sounds like something she could do. (laughs) But as soon as all of those fuckers were there, I was like, fucking I'm an idiot. But instead, we got that really really weird uh, Harlan picking up Ivy Nile. That was just like cringy. Like, yeah, that was super cringy. I agree. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was very odd. This whole match was kind of cringy. Like, they started off the match, and Joe Gacy was trying to do that, like, let's just be inclusive and nice thing. And then one random move, and then it was a normal wrestling match. And there was like no storytelling as to why, like, now he's okay doing a normal wrestling match. Whereas before he was trying to do like that, let's hug it out thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that we're just like switching there there should be some storytelling to get us into like full wrestling yeah and then there wasn't and then it was over the character it's not really working for me i think it's funny but that's it like it's it's slightly funny 
that's yeah. pretty that's that's it for me like it doesn't make me laugh i don't know yeah uh roderick strong wins this is also just kind of a match that happened it was really just the th- i mean 60 percent of the card was fucking awesome so props to nxt for that especially with like all of the new talent that they have in uh yeah i think like competing on having watched basis. it too like duke hudson was good in the match Right. Yeah. So even though that match wasn't great, Duke Hudson has it. And he will be good. And then I also thought Joe Gacy had some spots where he, he looked good. And he's one of those indie guys they pulled from CZW and Evolve and stuff. So he's already polished enough in the ring that it works. So like glad 2.0, even when the bad matches, I want to call them bad matches, the so-so matches on the card had a lot of talent in them. So yeah, the, the 2.0 guys that they're featuring, guys and girls that they're featuring, on a weekly basis they can bring it and it makes me way more excited than i was what like two months ago when all of this started so yeah i mean there's still like a a huge group of them that aren't that weren't on the pay-per-view the zion quinn um malik blades uh solo sakai that are on the show every week but i think they did a really good job picking like the the eight ish people that they pulled up with 2.0 that are polished enough to prevent a really good takeover event. Even if we didn't call it takeover, that's what it is. They picked the right eight people is what I'm saying who were already ready. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this match got a beer. And then Ikamanjiro. I didn't even write anything down for that. All I wrote was Jiro shit on NXT 2.0. Oh yeah. He took a shit. Yeah. It was his, it was his, eating time and then he had two giant slices of pizza some whatever whatever food he had and then literally went into the bathroom and took a loud shit yeah nxt decided to run a literal toilet humor segment for ikamanjiro and have him take a giant shit i don't remember seeing this at all it's it was quite weird. it's quite forgettable i mean it's forgettable slash memorable i don't know it's it it's was memorable for it's memorable for the wrong reasons. How long was that segment? It was long. Like, it was way too long for what it should have been. That's so weird. I don't remember that scene at all. I wish I could block it out because I mean it's like it's like in, in between every single match they had like two to three backstage segments or like promo videos, and this was one of them in between. I remember like the the NXT 2.0 being in the locker room and like Andre Chase showing up, or then like having a huddle about stuff. I remember the team black and gold, like talking to the camera, a lot of LA night promo going on. I remember all those backstage segments. I just don't remember it, uh, taking a shit. Ikimanjiro promo at all. Maybe I went to the bathroom or something, uh, but like I missed this completely. <laughs> you had the you're, same you're idea. In the stall over as the stall over. And then Ikimanjiro. Yeah. You yeah, had the I, same, I, you had the same idea as him. Maybe I just, this is your wait. I don't remember a single thing you're talking about, it and I watched it live. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, I don't know how I would have missed that. All right, then we had the men's war games match, and we got we're not counting this as a finish your beer, but the return of Rebel Heart Johnny Gargano's old music. So good, such a just, just warm, warmed my heart. It was. It made me emotional, and it made me One sad. One of the most iconic themes in NXT by it, far. It made me sad. Just that, like, at that point, you just kind of knew that this was it. 
Um, Allegedly. No, he's done. It's like official. He's his contract has expired. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. That's it is like as of I think it's as of yesterday. His contract has expired. The comicbook.com article that I read yesterday said it was officially done. And they don't speculate on comicbook.com. Okay. Yeah, and Alleged, they only allegedly. They, they only use the the greatest references, like yeah. dr- drunk dudes talking wrestling's Twitter. Yeah, I think we were all incredibly excited when that happened. <laughs> Good for us. Uh, I'm looking for spots. I did not really write down a whole lot of spots other than like like uh, Gargano getting busted open. They had the DIY Early. spots. Yeah, him and him and Champa had the DIY spot. Uh, somebody like the somebody on the 2.0 team also tried to mimic the DI, uh, DIY like that same exact spot earlier in the match, and it failed. I don't remember who tried it. Uh, the one thing I did write down was that once who was last in Champa or Breaker? Champa. Yeah, once Champa entered the match, we were six beers in. So like once well, then it was like a, it was fucking chaos at that point. Yeah. And w- like once war games officially began, which is like when the last entrant comes in, we were six beers in. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. We're halfway yeah. there. I know. I wrote a couple spots down. I wrote the Grayson Waller top of the cage spot because it looked like he hit the ring fucking hard. He didn't brace himself at all because he did like the the Carmelo Hayes style, like jump man, uh, splash, you know, Nike, yeah, Air Jordan. And it, it didn't look like he realized how quickly he was going to hit the ground jumping off the top of the cage because he held the pose too long and he smacked the fucking ground and that table hard. And I thought Grayson Waller was fucking hurt. It was awesome. Yeah, I thought he was also going to be hurt, like, but this time legitimately hurt. Here's a uh, question for you: Who was our pro? Who was our MVP of this match? Because there's always that guy that like breaks out in the match. Braun Breaker. Uh, yeah, I think it was Braun Breaker. So, Chad, you've already Chad, you've already talked to me. You've already talked to me that this this match mimicked exactly what last year's Women's War Games match was. So, I'll take this. In, I'll take this in two parts, right? So, this, like I told him earlier before the podcast. This exactly mimics the setup for last year's women's match. So to recall last year, the finish of the night was somebody who was good, but not like main event material at the time. Raquel Gonzalez pins Io Shirai in the women's war games match. And then the next pay-per-view wins the title off of Io Shirai, which I think is exactly what Braun Breaker is going to have. So I do think he's set up for the most success following the match, but when I'm talking about MVP in the match, the person who impressed me the most was actually Grayson Waller. Now, I know they gave the pinfall to him, to Braun Breaker, so he set up to be the guy. But, like, the biggest spots, the coolest moves, Grayson Waller was, like... Grayson Waller's good. He's an indie guy. So, I mean, he has experience before he got here. Yeah, but I, I agree. But, he was He's a lot of fun to watch. But... Uh, not but but and now he is cemented as the largest heel in the company mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah after tuesday man Oof. I, I don't know if that's necessarily true because there is another thing on tuesday that like the crowd hated somebody almost as much as they hated him 
but we'll talk about that when we get to NXT. God, so much like needing to get to other stuff. Uh, yeah, a couple other who else bled? Braun Breaker bled. Trick Williams allegedly. And Trick Williams. No, Braun Bra- Williams Bra- Bra- got busted. You open. can you can fuck right off, Joe. Braun Breaker bled. I wanted to debate this to the end, Joe. And when he was telling me it happened, I was like, I didn't fucking see shit. Don't fucking lie to me. And he was like telling me exactly what time in the card it was. And I went back and verified and <laughs> and it happened. It happened. They like zoomed directly into it too at one point right after it happened. And the shot from like outside the cage into the cage showed his shoulders like cut wide open. Yeah. So the the reason that this is a big deal is I had Braun Breaker to bleed. At this point in the match, I was tied for sort first. of sort of in the running. I, yeah, at this point, I was tied for first, but I had Team Black and Gold to win, so I needed them to win in order to like cement my win. They did not win, uh, and that was basically what that was what the standings were when Chad was watching live. So he was like updating with the standings as we went, and then Team Two Point Oh One. And it was basically between Chad and Alex for the belt. And Alex had a better tiebreaker. And then when I went back and watched it after I got home from that place, I noticed the blood on Broad Breaker. And now all of a sudden, because they both picked Team 2.0, so they were two points ahead of me. But then I noticed the blood on Broad Breaker. I immediately get thrust into this tied for first conversation and i was one minute off yeah you were really really close on your tiebreaker on the tiebreaker we were all really close on the tiebreaker the crazy part was we were all within like six minutes of it i think i picked like 1041 you picked like 1048 or 1049 i picked 1049 and it actually ended at 48 and then alex Alex at 1051 yeah so we were all within a 10 minute gap and it happened like at eight, seven minutes off mine, four minutes off his and one minute off yours. So this came down to a three way tie with less than 10 minutes of movement. Four way tie. Fina- was there a fourth person? Yeah, Brie. Oh, yeah. Brie was, what was also her tiebreaker. Uh, I don't know. It was not one minute off, though. Was it kind of far off? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was further. It was yeah. further off. But damn. Four-way tie with three people within 10 minutes, dude. That's fucking wild. Either way, the curse is over. The curse is broken for both of us. The curse, even more so for you. The curse is broken, and I am your new Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling champion. I was so excited. My heart was racing for like the next two hours after I watched that pay-per-view. I don't know what the fuck. I was so fucking excited. I'm still very excited. I have the belt. Joe, who was our previous champion, never didn't even get to hold the belt for his, I don't know how many, how many day reign, like 14 days, something like that. I was a transitional champ. You were a paper champ for 14 days. No, yeah. Way to go, Miz. <laughs> you love Miz. Shut up. I, I fucking love the Miz. But yeah, all these people have just been keeping it warm for me, but finally, I have won. And hopefully this is just uh this is just the start of a a long successful reign. This is this is funny as shit because earlier today on my way to that place, I uh I was listening to 
two weeks ago episode i had like 30 minutes left in it and i listened to me and you do or maybe no it was last week's episode where me and you were doing or the three of us were doing nxt ones and you were like i don't like these pits at all i'm gonna be fucking lose i'm gonna get my ass kicked these pits fucking suck yeah Um, i don't know if you you guys you guys started to catch on but i specifically like on purpose i was very depressed and not sure of myself when i was making predictions and it was a new thing i was trying to see if karma or just the good lord jesus christ would give me a chance at winning the belt because i had nothing left and it worked well, it it was a good it was good because you picked things that were different than us two i picked duke hudson well for you i picked duke <laughs> hudson and still won that is a well, modern literally miracle. everything right other than that and the main event finale and you got both of your yeah i got my bets, i got so. my blood in my appearance that was huge the the breaker blood and the dexter loomis randomly showing up in the men's war games match it was it was the luckiest win I've ever had in my life. Plus the one being one minute off on the tiebreaker. Like it doesn't get much luckier that like it takes me being that lucky to win. It just means I'm fucked for day one. I'm just so fucked. Have, it's happening. Of, already. I didn't even remember day one was a thing. Have you heard the news on they're trying to make day one like the biggest, like really big because they want to create it like it's the fifth annual they want to add it as like one of the big ones. That's just thought, stupid like, I, because G- Royal Rumble's right after it. Yeah. Well, the thought process is they're going to move the Royal Rumble slightly more to the right into February, maybe. Oh, I hate so, that. Uh-huh. I have to wait even longer for the Royal Rumble. That's so stupid. But, when January rolls around, we're in Royal Rumble season, and I always have to wait until the end of January, and it pisses me off every year. Don't be surprised if this this card continues to become huge. It's pretty Apparently big already. Pretty, it's already pretty big, and it's. I think what I've been hearing is that they're going to put all the stars on this thing to build it into a big event. Because, like, if you didn't realize, like Survivor Series used to be on Thanksgiving, and that's what the the build of it was. They did it on Thanksgiving, but now there's like football on Thanksgiving, so obviously it's around that time, but it's not on Thanksgiving. They want a pay per view on a major holiday, and no one does anything on the night of New Year's Day. They do things on the night of New Year's Eve. The only thing they're contending with is like a college football game. Yeah, and. Even that day, like the that day, you don't have the the college football semifinals. So I guess yeah, it's not the playoff. It's just like it's your New Year's. It's your New good teams. Bowls. Yeah. yeah. Usually the Sugar Bowl or the it's Peach going, Bowl or late. It's going against. Yeah. I think we looked at this. It's going against Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl, right? Yep. Hundred percent. Which uh, that was the Ole Miss Oklahoma ba- State one, right? Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. Baylor. And there's not a lot of Baylor fans in the it's world. So. Yeah. Like, Baylor, it's Baylor. It's uh, Baylor. yeah, honestly, don't really give a shit about Ole Miss and Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. That's that's just me, but I'll watch the shit out of that. I'm gonna be watching day I'd one. I'd rather watch day one. I'm yeah. gonna be watching day one. Uh, never said it though. Uh, so along with my championship win, which I will be boasting very heavily about until I lose it at the next pay per view, uh, men's war games, new record. So our old our old record for highest rated match of all time so far was the 
what the fuck was that match called? Stadium Stampede between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle at Double or Nothing earlier this year, which got nine beers, which was literally nonstop weapon use. Uh, Men's War Games was also that. It got 11.75 beers. New record for singular match. We also have a new record for a... I guess you can kind of group them together. A WWE slash NXT pay-per-view for total beers, 23 and a quarter, which is insane because this match had five fucking matches on it. Well, half that was one match, so. Yeah. Insane. Over half, I'm pretty sure. No, I think that's exactly half. That's just about half, yeah. That's pretty much half. And another quarter was the other match of the same variety. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> fucking crazy but yeah that wraps up nxt war games awesome show as it always is yeah I'm, the only thing i want to say i'm upset about and we haven't really talked about it yet is we didn't call this a takeover and i don't like it yeah, it's I'm, not it's not it's they took the name takeover out of it I it was it. just called nxt war games they're getting rid of takeover as a as a thing it's not like it's just not a thing I'm, anymore. I'm almost more upset about that than them changing the entire NXT roster. That was important. That was nice. I liked that. It was a staple. Yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna do next? Get rid of Poppy? Like, <laughs> where has she been? That's a good point. She's not I actually too- want to talk about. She's not Io Shirai on Tuesday. That's a good point. That feeds into another thing I need to talk about on Tuesday when we well, get to NXT. Before we, have, we get, there's to... so much to talk about on Tuesday. Yeah, like, there's a lot beating around that bush so much, but the 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 post show of NXT led to even more conversation than. Yep. War games. I have like so. nine bullets for a two-hour show, and I have four bullets from Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Monday Night Raw, boom, nailed it. I was just, waiting, was just waiting for somebody to say it. That uh, was an alley-oop. I, I let it up for you. Uh, Raw was a two-match show. Uh, there was a lot of matches. They just weren't worth watching. There was. There was a lot of wrestling on Raw. A lot of matches, which normally on like WWE, paper, like, not pay-per-view, WWE programming, Raw and SmackDown, you get a lot more promo and backstage work versus actual matches. There was a ton of matches on Raw. Uh, but the only real good ones, uh, Big E versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage and Big E wins. I thought it was a good match. And then there was the thing that they showed us after the match during that, during that commercial break. Cause after the steel cage match, Seth Rollins attacked both guys. And then during the break, Bobby Lashley gets involved and just beats the hell out of everyone. I have an idea. Hot take. Let me know how you feel. All right. I think this is going to become a fatal four-way by the time we get to day one. What? You know, you don't say. I mean, I'm I don't just done that... talking about how day one's going to be fucking huge. I, I was, how do you make I was, it even bigger? You put Bobby Lashley in that shit. I was being sarcastic. I think it's fairly obvious it's going to be a fatal four-way at this point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> clearly a fucking fatal four was coming i'm glad bobby lashley's gonna get added it's gonna be fucking awesome those four all crush it and bobby yeah, throwing bobby lashley man. in there though like 
I mean, I I am fairly confident that Kevin Owens will not win that match. I was I am fortunately, yep. With Bobby Lashley just leaving Bobby Lashley out of the picture, I am legitimately 50-50 on Seth and Big E right now. You throw Bobby Lashley in the mix, I'm probably 40-40. How much is left? 20? 20. <laughs> That's some math works. Good I'm job, probably, Dylan. Yeah, I'm probably like 40% on Big E, 40% on Seth Rollins, 20% on Bobby. Like that is a fucking it's not literally a coin flip. You would need a three-sided coin. Three-sided coin with 40% and 40. It's holy fuck, dude. Please stop. <laughs> Either way, it's basically a coin flip for me. Like, Sound like I goddamn Scott Steiner over here with your math. <laughs> Thanks. Uh but yeah, I have less no than idea. a 33.3% chance of getting this right. That is a hundred percent true. Uh, yeah, I have no idea who is going to win that match. I'm at this point, like my money would be on just playing it safe and going with Big E, but I have no idea. Like, my thought is like, does WWE want, like, does Vince want Big E to be the champion walking into WrestleMania? And I feel like the person that wins the match at day one will be that. Yep. So. It's really like something I I really need to ask myself is is Big E gonna walk into WrestleMania as the WWE champion? Yep. And if I can convince myself somehow that the answer to that question is yes, by the time we do predictions for day one, I'll probably be picking Big E. Otherwise, I have no fucking clue. I actually don't know if that weighs too much because you have two major events that happen between day one and the WrestleMania. You never have you a title. You don't Royal have title Rumble. changes. You don't have the title change. Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, let's go back to 2018. That was three years ago. Okay. Less than like less than three years ago at this point in our life. Um, do you not remember the lead Over up three. to Jinder Mahal? The Jinder Mahal winning the title. The lead Every up pay-per-view. Every pay-per-view, the title changed. So I don't remember who started the whole thing having yeah. the title. Cena, are you talking about Cena, Cena and Styles? Cena, Cena wins it, and then Cena loses it at Elimination Chamber to Wyatt, and then Wyatt loses it to Randy Orton to Mania, who loses it to fucking Jinder Mahal at Backlash. Who had a great title reign. Who had a, who had a title reign. Who had a title reign. A there was a time reign. where WWE thought Jinder Mahal was the guy. But the point being, they will, they do do it. Do I do. don't know. Do do. do, do. do, do. <laughs> That's poop. Um, <laughs> speaking of Ikem and Jiro. <laughs> speaking of Monday Night Raw. Um, I, I would say they're not against the idea of doing it, but there is Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber between day one and Mania. So if they keep it on uh, Big E, but then change their minds. There are options to do that. Yeah. And I don't know who the, the contender would even be at Mania if we keep it on Big E by beating those three guys. There's not another guy on fucking Raw at that point that you could tell me is worth of a title shot at Mania if he can beat all three of them at once. Finn Balor. Finn. Bullshit. Finn Balor. No. Finn Balor, Finn Balor, Finn Balor. That would be, that'd be great. I would love it. I don't trust that Vince McMahon would ever give a fucking Finn Balor a chance of mania. Heel Finn Balor. Vince won't do it. That's not what you said. You said there's nobody else that they that 
they could put him up against him. Yeah, and I'm thinking in that in that logic, I'm thinking of who Vince is willing to. You can't I don't say think... you can't say that logic and Vince McMahon in the same sentence. That's my point. My my logic for who picks is what Vince McMahon would pick, and I don't think Finn is it. I feel like that that's sucks, ex- I, I feel it. like that's exactly why Big E is not going to walk into WrestleMania as the champion. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. So, so we're going with Kevin Owens. No, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens is taking the pin in this match. Less than one percent chance Kevin Owens wins that match, unless this is how they keep him in the company. Holy shit! Bum, bum, bum. Stop! <laughs> I'm here to fuck up your world. Now I have a four sided coin. <laughs> There's no such thing. No, uh, the, co- the coin other... flip. The coin flip odds for Kevin Owens is if the coin lands on its side. And stays upright. That's the odds that Kevin Owens wins that match. Yep, I agree. <laughs> uh, other important stuff that happened on Raw, because like I said, I only have four bullets here, and you've already mentioned one of them. Oh. Um, the RK Bronament happened. I didn't. I didn't think this was going to be one of your bullets because of how much you hate Riddle. I hate Riddle so much, and we'll also cover that on NXT Tuesday. Hint, hint, <laughs> wink, wink. Um, <laughs> I forgot about it. I thought you had some good matches in the tournament here. I was actually shocked that I was caring about raw tag team matches because they put four teams out there that I actually pretty much liked all four of them. And then uh, the finals will be next week. Who's it like uh, Street Profits? It's Street Profits and the Mysterios. Mysterios. And I was shocked the Mysterios were there. Yeah, uh, street. They're, they're doing their two year long build to the Mysterios breaking up still. So that's cool. Yeah, Street Profits. And, It'll uh, only take us 10 years to get there by now. Yeah, I thought the Street Profits and uh, AJ and Omos match was very good. Well, the Street Profits can't give you a bad match. Street Profits are up there in that upper echelon of tag teams now that like every time they're on TV, I don't even I, I'll. Just disclaimer here. I watch most of Raw on the slowest version of Fast Forward that my TV remote will give me. I do a lot of skipping. So and that then so that I it, it's like skipping. it's like a slow enough fast forward that I can still see what's happening, but I don't have to watch everything. It's three fucking hours long. Yeah. Three hours. I just I just can't. Yeah, and then and then after missing NXT Takeover on Sunday. Like, it, it was hard to catch up. It wasn't a takeover. Shut mm, up. That's true. That is true. The uh, uh, the other thing I had that wasn't the main event, which I'll let one of you talk about the main event. I know Dylan had some opinions on how the main event went down. Was mm-hmm. the the Miz and Edge stuff, which yeah. continues to build. So, uh, the day one card becoming better. And more, I don't know, sp- uh, spectacle worthy. We're having it. I mean, I don't think it's official yet, but Miz and Edge is going to be happening at day one. I thought it was on there. It might be on there now. I can't remember. Like I said, I watched Raw on Fast Forward, so they might have announced it while I was on Fast Forward. I actually saw a, a meme on this one where it was the picture of the announcement, um, but they took the faces off of Miz and Edge and like photoshopped in CM Punk and MJF's faces into the Miz and Edge's faces for the announcement. Yeah, it's on there. You can't see that. 
I don't even know why I'm trying. My camera sucks. Yeah, Edge versus Miz, singles match. There's four matches announced. That's one of them. What's the other one? The women's match. What's the women's match that's announced? There's no women's matches on there. I thought Charlotte. Edge versus Miz, Roman versus Brock, Big E versus Seth versus Kevin, and the Usos versus The New Day. Oh, that's right. God damn. I think think you will get Charlotte versus Tony announced on Friday. Yeah. Nice. It's Tony time. Tony time. I just wonder what they're going to do with Raw women's or if they're going to do anything. Probably, I would think at this point, a multi-women match, but that's also what you have for the WWE Championship, so maybe not. I don't know. WWE has a tendency of redoing the same match over and over again, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was Bianca. Oh. That would be a quick build. Yeah, I'm thinking it's I'm thinking Bianca Becky is they're saving it for Mania. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think I think Bianca beats Becky at Mania. Yeah. I think Liv gets a second chance based on Good. how the main event happened. Yeah, I'd agree Good. with that. And then maybe like I don't think Bianca's gonna win the Royal Rumble again. So I think they might do like one of those like number one contenders elimination chamber tournament or Ooh. matches and have Bianca. I win have that. a I have a hot take who I think is winning the rumble. The women's rumble? The women's rumble. I got Ooh. I got two of them, and Hold they're on. both. Oh, who could win the Royal Rumble this year? Raquel Gonzalez. Is Bailey still injured? That's one of them. Okay. I think Bailey Bailey could come back and win the Rumble and face off on SmackDown again. Charlotte. Sasha. Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay. Uh. The second one is almost the same exact concept. Oscar. Oscar. No, who's also injured, comes back. No, she's already won one. Dark Horse, Shayna Baszler. No, I'm done picking Shayna for fucking Royal Rumbles. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done picking her for the final four. I'm done picking her in anything. She never comes. (laughs) She's going to be a top six person in a few years when they finally care about her again. Sure, maybe in a few years. It'll be about the same time the Mysterios break up. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Nailed it. These like fake teases to storylines that I I want to finish out and like close away that we just like hint at and then we just hint at and we hint at like it's a fucking bottle of LaCroix. We're just it's a hint of flavor that you're never going to taste. I carbonated water. Just carbonated water that drove past a van of fucking bananas. Um, <laughs> that's how this Mysterio fucking storyline feels. That's how Shayna Baszler's push feels. That's how Ricochet's comeback to fucking main event status feels. Like every fucking time Ricochet comes out, they're like, here's Ricochet. He's really good. You'll like him. And then they make me feel like Ricochet might be something they care about. They don't care. No. Not at all. They don't care. The Mysterios are never breaking up. Shayna's never winning the Royal Rumble. No, she's not. Go f- I'll I'll go fuck myself. Okay, sure. No one asked you to, but yeah, go ahead. Um, I agree though. Uh Bailey, I like that. Bailey, pick. that's the one. That's the one I'm really pushing on. Actually, I'm gonna look at the headlines for all the rumors leading up to the Royal Rumble, and if I see Bailey in there once, probably gonna pick <laughs> Bailey. Um, yeah, the main event for Raw Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Raw Women's Championship, same day as the Raw main event for 
I don't know how many years ago it was. I think they said it was like 14 or 15 years ago when Lita and Trish main evented Raw for the Women's Championship. It was to the day. Pretty awesome. Good match. Good showing by Liv. Normal showing by Becky, which is a good thing. Uh, The ref. What the fuck, ref? Aubrey Edwards School of Refereeing. Yeah, this ref (laughs) went to the Aubrey Edwards Academy for Referees. Uh, Becky pulls the same fucking move that she did at Survivor Series? Yep, Survivor Series. Yeah, when she beat Charlotte. Where she she grabs the rope in a move that makes no physical sense as to how it helps you get a pinfall by grabbing the rope and laying on top (laughs) of it. (laughs) What does that move do? Look, like, if there's I'm not one, trying to break kayfabe here, but like this doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> but goddamn, when people grab the ropes, I'm like, oh shit, this this thing's over unless the ref sees it. And if the ref just doesn't see it, it's over. The match is over. We're fucked. And that's Liv just how Morgan that's just how fucked. life goes. What? Liv Morgan was fucked by this referee. I agree. Holy so, shit. That's uh that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I meant that Joe, she was screwed Joe, over. Joe was about to ask where you saw that. <laughs> What's the name of that documentary? <laughs> I was gonna no, I was gonna say poor Bo Dallas. Oh yeah, I Bo forgot Dallas. they were together. Oh yeah, they own a farm now. Did you see that headline? Yeah, and a real estate company or I something. I see all the headlines. Of course. Yeah, Bo Dallas bought a farm for him and Liv Morgan to live on. Yeah, it's because he's the best. He's never coming back to wrestling. He said in the same article, it said that he did an interview recently saying he's done. The but w- he could come back w- to wrestling w- if you just believe. <laughs> Things I never thought I would hear again. The believe. WWE ruined him. I can't wait to get to the old, old, old NXT takeovers in the retro pay-per-views. I mean, we are fucking you, a long ways watch- away from that, but. Yeah, I watched. When them. did you start watching NXT? Like, uh, what was the first one you remember watching like around it when it started? Oh shit. The one that had Sasha versus Becky as the women's championship match. So the first was, one that had the women's main event. I think it was NXT Takeover Unstoppable. No, no, not the so women's were, main event. You... That's just how I remember it was that was the women's title match on that pay-per-view. What was I, the I NXT honestly title don't match? I honestly don't remember. It was uh Owens. Uh, oh, Owens beating Zane, I think. Maybe that's the same one I started with. I no, the first one I remember watching was the one that Zane won it from when Zane won the title. From Neville. From Neville. And then I went back and watched the other ones. The first one I watched live was the Zane versus Neville one. I'm pretty, I'm fairly certain the name of the one that I first saw when I started watching wrestling again was NXT Takeover Unstoppable. What matches that you're talking about? Uh, Becky Sasha versus, versus Sasha. Unstoppable results. No, that's not it. Damn. Sasha versus Becky was on that one, not Bailey. That's, I started. I've been saying Sasha versus Becky the whole time. Oh, I thought you said Bailey. No, I've been saying Sasha versus oh. Becky the whole time. The main event of that one was Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn in a no contest. So I think okay, you're. So the, ta- I think the, you're right. I'm talking about the one that I saw. Sweet. Sometimes I do have an okay. You were memory. right the whole time. Yeah, you were right the whole time. That's <laughs> unstoppable. Which is also the debut of Finn Balor. 
Yep. He faced uh shit. That guy that who is it? It all right. So I have two guesses. Was it Baron Corbin? No, Baron okay. Corbin on that match defeated Rhino. Okay, so it was was it like Solomon Crow? No, Solomon Crow was not already gone by that point. That's Sammy Callahan, by the way. Don't call him Sammy Crow or Solomon Crow ever again. <laughs> That's using, former Impact World Champion using Sammy. The NXT Callahan. name, all right. Yeah, Sally, Sammy Callahan didn't def, to create one of the greatest characters in wrestling for you to call him Solomon Crow. Holy shit! Sorry, I have the, I have my TV on ESPN. Uh, Demarius Thomas, former wide receiver from the Broncos, found dead in his home. Age yeah, that was announced last night. I found out this morning. Holy fuck, dude! Yeah, super sad. He was only like thirty something. Thirty three. Yeah. Holy fuck! R.I.P. The answer was Tyler Breeze. Oh, Tyler Breeze. Finn Balor defeated Tyler Breeze in a singles match to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship. And speaking of NXT, I started watching wrestling. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 33. When which, I, which, when, which is Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy made their return to WWE. Well, this is a funny story. Uh, you know, I'm like the biggest Hardy fan ever, right? I'm what? Big, big Hardy fan. We talked about it already. Um, I was on duty the night of that. Huh? Duty. That means poop. Um, you were the night poop. of that WrestleMania. So I come home the next day, make dinner and everything like that. And we're watching WrestleMania and we put the kids to bed and we go. Oh, to the, and you had no idea. And I didn't know. I didn't. My wife knew because it had been ruined on Facebook and she knew and she was just bracing for this to happen. And obviously that's the mania where like King, I mean, the, the New Day were in charge and they were the host and they come out and they're like, we're going to add a tag team. So I'm like the oh, whole they're, time, they're, the whole time, are you thinking it's them? I thought I was like, they're about to add themselves. So did I, because they were in their ring gear. One single note of the Hardy's bro theme song starts and I jump out of bed, scream so loud. The kids wake up and start doing the Jeff Hardy dance move. And my wife recorded it. <laughs> she knew it was coming. So she was like ready. And I fanboyed so fucking hard <laughs> that's one of the most memorable wrestlemania moments in my life is the yeah. jeff hardy matt hardy return at Mania. i fucking loved that so much they wrestled for ring of honor like with that weekend yeah they had the ladder match with the young bucks yeah don't care that one if you haven't watched that match by the way go watch it the young bucks versus the hardys is about as good as wrestling gets yeah i've seen it very good but life-changing man yeah what a great match what a great return that was all that was like the doo-doo-doo-doo-doo and i was up out of the bed jumping up and down yeah that was joe's uh reintroduction to wrestling back in 2017 hell yeah that's about as good as it gets and then wasn't that the last one that was in uh orlando 18 oh that was in orlando yeah yeah which one was in at&t 32 and this coming year which one was 32 what was the main event at 32 reigns and triple h that's after triple h won the title at the royal rumble yep that's one of my favorite rumbles it was good i know like most people hate that one and that's like not a well-received rumble but the fact that triple h came out and won it that's one of my favorite rumbles yeah it was cool uh should we get back to 
NXT. What's actually happening around like yeah. right now in wrestling? This is the nostalgia episode. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode turns into a nostalgia episode. Uh so NXT I mean, we started wrestling used to be better. You look like Raven right now. Calm down. So NXT we started with the cage match. We had another cage match to open the show two nights in a row. Kyle O'Reilly versus Von Wagner. Pretty good. Pretty all right. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought this was a better performance than Von from Von Wagner than the tag team match. Yeah. He he had a lot of spots to shine in this one and he did a good job with them. Uh the crowd fucking hated Von Wagner. Yeah, they did. And I loved that. Rightfully so, yeah. Every yeah. time he hit a move, they boo the fuck out of that man. I love it. I love when the crowd boos somebody that I am also in the midst of turning on slash like I never was a big fan of Von Wagner or like when the crowd finally turns on someone that I also am not a big fan of. One of the greatest feelings in wrestling is like when you just get that camaraderie with the crowd that you're not there with. But you, you ready just, for you just a hot know. take? Oh, you ready for a hot take? Yeah. Von Wagner for, is the next North American champion. I think Von Wagner will be the first contender when Braun Breaker wins the title. And Braun is a face. Yeah, Braun will Braun is 100 percent gonna be a face. Yeah, he's a face. He was never and, fully heel. Like I, I don't think he ever was a heel. I think he had heelish tendencies that just to put him over. But I think Braun will win it from Champa at the next non-takeover titled event or maybe new year's evil which has already been announced on tuesday right after day one um and then i think von wagner being as big of a heel as he is is a perfect person to continue to put Braun breaker over by beating yeah yeah i could see that yeah and i would want Braun breaker to beat him god i, would I never, like Braun breaker I'm, i would I do not like von wagner i would root so hard for bon, Braun breaker can we change his name please no, I love it. Could we just call him Braun Steiner? No. <laughs> yeah. We just, uh, we just can't. So Braun Breaker did lay out that challenge to Tommaso Ciampa in the next segment, which Diamond Mine interrupted, and that's the last I want to talk about Diamond Mine for Tuesday night. I mean, you brought them up. Yeah. For something yeah. that I thought was going to be my favorite thing, because I love Roderick Strong and I like some of the other people in Diamond Mine, I, I don't think the creeds are bad. Um, I just don't like the gimmick. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. I mean, what is the gimmick? Like they're a team that works out and and they work out a lot. They work out together and they work out wrestle together. Malcolm Bivens is annoying. Yeah, I I haven't liked him through any of his management in NXT. They've, they've, this guy's been hoard around so much to different gimmicks, hoping to find something that works. None of it's worked. Yeah, he hasn't really changed, though, and I think that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of things that were more entertaining than Diamond Mine, Duke Hudson's wig. <laughs> so, all right. I have a question about Duke Hudson while wearing the wig because I thought he looked like exactly like somebody. I thought one of the Paul, Paul brother. Yeah, I think we all thought a Paul brother. All right. Well, that answers that question. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, looked exactly, he looked exactly like Logan Paul. I was like, holy fuck. Duke Hudson looks exactly like Logan Paul when he wears this wig. 
uh, I did see a comparison photo of, hey, they're recycling this storyline of after Kurt Angle lost the hair versus hair match and he wore a wig and uh, wrestling wrestling uh, head protector. The headgear. Headgear, yeah. What was that, 20 years ago? Had to have been 20 years yeah. ago. Who gives a shit? Man, I'm not really upset we're recycling storylines from 20 to plus years ago. Yeah. yeah. But That's wrestling fans, wrestling fans always notice. Yeah, well, I wish they would fucking notice the recycled storyline of uh, random person or random team gets a championship contender match opportunity and then beats said champion in random match by some sort of random means, and then all of a sudden we get to see a rematch. But this time, it's for the championship. We've now met every. Every wicked of a normal episode. We've talked about Jinder Mahal and championship contenders matches. <laughs> Dylan's least favorite things: Jinder Mahal and championship contender matches. The only we we have we've only there's only one other one thing that thing we haven't so talked far. about yet. So well, let's see if we can figure out a way to wiggle that in there. Uh, right. Are you ready for Chad's question time and for NXT? Yes, yeah. I have I have two questions. I want to see what you guys' opinions are because I I don't know where they're going with two storylines. Two. Uh, they have like six tag teams on NXT. You got Briggs and Jensen. You got Jacket Time. You got Grizzled Young Vets. You got Diamond Mind. You got MSK eventually. Who dethrones Imperium? I'm kind of hoping for another MSK run, honestly. No. They're going to get another shot at them after this week, but I bet they get moved up faster than pretty much anyone else we just talked about. I hope not. Because they have so they have so much experience. I'm thinking the Creed brothers. I don't know. They're I too new. Totally I think it, I think it might be Briggs and Jensen. That's the one I'm picking. I think it's Briggs I, and Jensen. They I mean they get there was distractions in their match this week and they still won. I mean, but they need to they need to get a name that's not Briggs and Jensen. It's, it's like BJ and JB. BJ. BJ and B- JB. There's Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. The it's BJ going to be something that has to do with like being just just being dudes, just guys being dudes. Maybe that should be the bar name. dudes. Guys being dudes. Did you say hard Southern dudes? bar dudes? Oh, Southern bar, bar dudes. dudes. Dudes that go to bars in the south and fight and then become friends. That was what I meant when I said Southern bar dudes. Oh. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Like their like pre-taped segment last week where like they were, they would cut to one of them and then they would start to say a sentence and then they would cut to the other one and they would finish the sentence for the other one. They were just like doing like one of them was playing cornhole and the other one was like grilling meats. And then the other one was playing horseshoes. (laughs) I hated them. Super awkward. But on day one, it was hilarious. I don't think they have a match at day one. No, I'm (laughs) on the first day of NXT 2.0. I did not like Briggs and Jensen. They were like one of the first they they force fed us on day one of NXT 2.0. Yeah, Um, I think it's a good gimmick. And I and Briggs is good. Jensen could use some work, but Briggs is good. You're telling you're Um, saying these names making like like I know which one is which Briggs is the one that was in the 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 breakout tournament. And then Jensen's the one that was his partner. So Briggs is the black haired or darker haired one. The taller and then Jensen one. Jensen is the light, the taller, bigger, darker haired one. And then Jensen is the shorter, not as thick, 
lighter haired one. All right. I think I'm catching on here. All right. I think I'm there. But yeah, I that, think they're, I think they're good. That's my answer to your first question. Are you ready for the second question? Yeah. Later in the night, there was a backstage segment after Mandy Rose did her um, come into the ring talking about how pretty and how great she is. Yeah, and she told um, Vic Joseph to stop drooling. Yeah, that was funny as shit. Yeah, yeah. grow up, the, Vic. Grow up, Vic. Um, there was a backstage segment where Cora Jade said she wanted a title shot and Raquel Gonzalez told her to slow down and then Kaylee Ray made an appearance. I know Io Shirai is in the conversation too. Who is the number one contender for Mandy Rose? Just the contender. I don't think she loses the title anytime soon, so I'm not willing to have the conversation about who's in. So who who is currently the number one contender? Like, are you asking who, who is going the- to be the next contender for Mandy Rose? I think the next person that will face her in a title match will be Cora Jade. I disagree. Well, I, I think, think Cora J will be her dis who will be her for the title. What? Yep. I was thinking Kaylee Ray for that. I think the other two options are a better short term opponent. And then Cora Jade sweeps in eventually and wins the title. And it's a long term build. Okay. Well, thoughts, Joe, do you have an answer at all? Um, <laughs> not like, I think that Kaylee Ray is going to be the the next in line just because she came over. She's She's been in that storyline since she's come over from NXT UK. So they're not going to just not give her a title match. But realistically, the, ne- the number one contender will be whoever she loses a match to that's non-title. Oh, Joe. NXT doesn't <laughs> do that. You said something earlier. You said something earlier that's actually really interesting in this conversation, and you said Raquel Gonzalez for the Royal Rumble. What if the next contender is Raquel? Mandy beats Raquel. She goes up and moves up immediately because I know they want to move Raquel. Yeah, I I, I honestly think that Raquel will be in the Royal Rumble, and then she won't be in NXT anymore. So I I have thought about the rematch, but they've already had that rematch once. Like Mandy Rose beat Raquel and then they did a rematch of Raquel versus Mandy Rose, which Raquel lost again. Did so they do a rematch? I thought she got hit during the match with the 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 shovel the shovel and then she fought Dakota. Yeah. Oh, it was Dakota. Yeah. I don't think she's had a rematch, which is why I think the next person to face will be Raquel. Huh. And then they'll start moving to maybe Kaylee Ray and then eventually Cora Jake sweeps in and wins the belt. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm but to it's it's going to be completely around the the war games team. Oh yeah, I think the four people that were in the winning team are all four of the people that are the only four contenders that Mandy Rose could face. And we haven't even talked about EO yet. Like, where is EO fit in this whole thing? She's I don't know. Maybe EO's, moving up immediately. Yeah, she's done everything she needs to do. I don't know why she didn't move up for the draft. It doesn't make any. Like, she's why like the most Zia decorated Lee, female in NXT? Why Zia Lee moved up and not Io Shirai will never make sense. With the worst promos ever. But they're so long, and they just tell a story in comic book form. They're bad. They're bad promos. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, I was going to say, should we get to the highlight of the night? But uh, 
MSK figuring out their shaman. Oh, oh my fucking god! <laughs> Chad's Chad's favorite, Mister Riddle himself. Dude, I was pissed. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, pretty good reveal. I mean the the scene they did was com- comedic. And I enjoy it. And I think they're really pushing MSK back to their gimmick. They had an impact. He didn't know they were the radicals and they were, they all smoked weed, a lot of weed. It was a, it was a weed gimmick. And I, I think they're, they're going back that direction. I don't think they'll be nearly as blunt as impact was about it. Oh, they, I like, see what you did there. See what I did. That was a pun. Um, <laughs> punny. Uh, but, I think they're clearly going that direction with MSK because that's what they're good at. They're good at that gimmick. So uh, yeah, I, I I really liked. I thought the shaman reveal was good. And if you, if we didn't hate Matt Riddle for other reasons, then then I don't think you'd be so upset. I liked his yeah. call call back to Stallion Pete. Yeah, the, the Broserweight com- the comments were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the same thing with me and Stallion Pete. Oh, I miss that guy. <laughs> I miss Stallion Pete. How's Stallion Pete doing? Still in NXT, Matt. We're pretty butt hurt about it. <laughs> uh, all right. So, highlight of the night, Johnny Gargano. I have a question to start with. Ooh, this, is some, this is something that I thought about on my drive home from that place today. Is Johnny Gargano the greatest NXT superstar of all time? It's between him and Adam Cole. Mm, I would put other. I would. Have, I have a couple other names that might fit that bill. Uh yeah. I'm Tommaso Champa. Finn. Finn Balor. I thought Finn Balor. Joe. Thank you. Not you. Well, there's Willie only Regal. one three time. There's only one three time champ. It's Joe. Samoa type. So the Samoan type. So not you, Joe. Yes, that's not you. That's, that's the I don't. Big guy I don't. I don't think number of championship wins. Yeah, it's necessarily makes you the greatest. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going into a number of championship reigns right now for for this conversation. It's impact on the company. Which well, Finn I, Balor I, made it what it could be for Gargano to do it. Yeah, that is true. But before Finn was like Kevin, Sammy, and Neville, who made it watchable there i don't think i would put any of them above finn or gargano and i think the only person on like during the gargano time frame that did it as well was champa so if i was to put like three guys top tier it'd be finn johnny gargano and tomaso champa top three yeah. of all time picking between those three is difficult though that's very difficult yeah but if you start talking about titles and going into like statistics, Johnny wins. He's yeah. the first triple crown champion. He has He's, he had the first five star match with Andrade that WWE had oh, since that's, 2011. That's so fucking good. Yep. And not to mention the rivalry with Gargano and Champa. They both should get a plus up for that rivalry being maybe the greatest rivalry in the history. Of NXT, yeah, I don't think that's even debatable that that's the best rivalry in the history of NXT. Mm, so no, not the, at all. The, I don't. There's no debate. They did. They did so many matches and so many things, and they have such chemistry. There's no debate there. Greatest rivalry ever in NXT. 
I think I as much as I love Finn, I think I have to agree with your comment is that I think Johnny wrestling might be the greatest NXT wrestler of all time. Impact wise on the company. I think you're right because he's involved in so much shit that was big the, the between the North American championship ladder matches. And he had a family, the, the rivalry with Andrade, the rivalry with Champa, the triple crown championship, the, the rivalry, DIYs, the rivalry the, with Cole, the Cole, like, yeah, the Cole stuff. Yeah. Those. Oh, my God. The two out of three falls match. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, where Cole won it was one of my favorite matches of all time. The dude just never missed. Like whether it unfortunately, whether, I was usually cheering against him because of who he was facing. But yeah, I ch- I don't know. I found myself like the face face Johnny in that like uh like you feel bad for him or like you you just really like oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like sympathize with him? Yeah, where you sympathize with with him, like the sympathetic. Johnny Gargano, that sort of face. He's the Daniel Bryan he, of, and I'm not talking about Brian Danielson. I'm talking about he's the Daniel Bryan of NXT. Yeah, he did that perfectly. It was awesome. Yep. And his contract is up. I did have a quote from this segment. Uh, Johnny Gargano was talking about himself. Uh, and said, inside of me is still the same chubby eight-year-old wrestling fan. And then out in the crowd, all you hear is this fan that's like, <laughs> I'm chubby too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. God damn it. The only thing that was fucking bad about this segment was the ending. Yeah, was, fuck Grayson Waller. I was unhappy. As much as I, I I towered him up and like really was back in the Grayson Waller train on uh, the War Games, uh, Joe's comment was that he's now clearly the the number one heel on NXT because uh, at the end of this uh, heartfelt segment he destroyed Johnny Gargano. He like threw him through tables and hit finishing moves and just fucking the, the concerto. Him. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess it wasn't a great a concerto, but yeah, I watched this on recording. So the entire time. So like I had already seen on Twitter what all the reaction was. But I had also seen all the pictures with like Champa and Gargano in the middle of the ring. And I was like, oh, this is going to be such a fucking sweet ending to NXT when we get to see Gargano's goodbye. And like none of that shit made it on TV. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah, it was it was at, it was specifically for the CWC. Yeah, and are you ready the, for and Adam Cole? Oh, not Adam Cole. Damn it, uh, Kyle. Kyle O'Reilly came out, you know, gave him a good old hug as well. So, are you ready for six months from now when Tommaso Ciampa has the same going away ceremony? I don't think it'll be as heartfelt. I mean, no, I think the crowd has always connected more with Johnny, and Johnny's had a connection that Tommaso never had. But I've always liked Tommaso more. Yeah, I mean, Johnny's. I, I, so I love to be harder for me. I love Tommaso Ciampa. I, but I don't think the the crowd feel will be the same. Yeah, I agree. But it will hurt me <clears throat> just as much, if not more. Because they're old. I don't know if AEW would be willing to take a Johnny Gargano or a Tommaso Ciampa. So, like, is this the end of us seeing these guys wrestle? I think Johnny Gargano can can succeed 
in whatever company he goes to. I don't succeed. He, yes, it's where I don't think he's going to AEW. No. Well, he did say he wanted to take some time off because he's got a kid. So if we do see him, it would be it. Would, I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. Man, fuck them kids. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> I am very close. I got three with one on the way. Woof. Kids uh, are great. Don't do that, though. Highly recommend against it. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the last little bit here. AEW Dynamite from Long Island, MJF's hometown. The dude, sucked. the dude was over as Rover. It was oh yeah, I was surprised that they actually were cheering for this guy. And they booed, cheered for him and booed the fuck out of CM Punk. And CM Punk knew that was gonna happen and fucking did the promo perfectly to get himself like, booed out of the building. Just talking shit about yep. the Islanders the whole time and Barry Trotz. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck Barry Trotz. I'm a Capitals fan. Fuck Barry Trotz. Yo, let's go. Yeah. He left me he after winning the Stanley Cup. He leaned right into the heel promo it was that we perfect. haven't seen from CM Punk since he's been back. Yeah, it was actually it was really cool to see that that shift for one night. It won't happen again wherever they go next. It was yeah. really cool though to see the one night shift just based on the crowd. I, I really enjoyed all the work both those guys did on this AEW, and it was the best thing on the whole card. Was the P, the CM Punk opening the night, and then MJF's stuff during the Diamond battle royale yeah so they had the dynamite diamond battle royal and like the last two competitors left in the match will face each other at i think they're facing each other at winter is coming right yep all right so that, this that, week. that's next week and so it's uh mjf and dante martin were the last two mjf uh, after the match is over mjf leaves the ring and then dante martin gets beat up by team taz because dante martin turned on team taz during the match and is now, I guess, no longer a part of Team Taz. And MJF, like, the whole time is just fighting himself. Like, should I go in there and save the day in front of my home crowd? And he ends up running down to the ring. The crowd just fucking, the the crowd pops for it. And then he gets in the ring and, like, stares down Ricky Starks, gets him face-to-face. And then just starts beating the shit out of Dante Martin. (laughs) Just being a classic MJF. I think we should mention the Dante Martin stuff is that the final three were Dante Martin, MJF, and Ricky Starks. And he's turning on Team Taz, which is such a quick change. You know, yeah, like we really leaned into the heel mentality, though. You know, he just wore an armband. Yeah, it was only for like a week or two. It wasn't just the armband. His pants also had that orange and black FTW color scheme. That he's never worn before, and then immediately turns on a gimmick that we just started. Yeah, whatever. Is he back with Leo Rush, or I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Do you think anyone's ever going to win the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale that's not named MJF? Uh, this year, I don't think so. Honestly, I thought the entire time that CM Punk was just going to enter himself in the Battle Royal so that they could have, face each other next week for it, but. I, guess yeah, I thought Ricky Starks was going to win this whole thing, actually. I, I really thought they were going to change this up, but they didn't. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see about that. Uh, and then a low, low low point of the night. Yeah. Which are you are you ref- are you referring to the thing that I was talking about earlier? Yeah, the match itself wasn't an, an actual low point. 
but I have no idea what we're talking the, about. All right, so the crowd we're reactions. Talking about, we're talking about the match, the the eight man tag team match between the acclaimed varsity blondes varsity so the acclaimed and somebody were facing 2.0 and 2.0 are facing the varsity blondes and jurassic express jurassic express and i think anthony bowens started the match and all of a sudden like he was um he did like an irish whip and the commentators got quiet for a second and all you could hear in the crowd was one dude in the crowd and you just heard him I'm just, this is me quoting the guy. This is not something that I would normally say. Uh, Don't say me, it. I'm just going to quote the guy. He just said, he called him a fucking, I'll just say it, fucking F-A-G. Jesus. And it's just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, I hope that guy got like, just beat to shit by the, whoever was sitting next to him. Wasn't like the idea of like AEW is that they're all inclusive and we have fucking fans of this shit that are that fucking bigoty. Yeah, I didn't even know Anthony Bowens was gay because it doesn't matter. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, I had no idea until right now. Yeah, and you know why? It's because it because important. it because it's not important. You should just like who you like, and it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I I'm I had no idea, and He's that a is human being fun. just like the rest of us. That's fucking bullshit. That's the whole opposite of what AEW's whole thing is. They're trying to be all inclusive. They got like the first trans woman. They had all this stuff where they're like, we're all inclusive. And then we got fans of this shit that are saying shit like that. People fuck that person. One guy. I will say it's just one guy, but like still. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that person. Fuck that you, guy dude. sucks. I'll have to go re-listen to that. I did not catch that, but I also it's, wasn't. It's honestly really hard to hear. You so Anthony Bowens posted a posted yeah a video he he tweeted, on Twitter he yeah he quote tweeted the video, but he just kind of shook it off and was like I'm it being the bigger man so good unfortunately for him. I'm sure it's not the first person someone has someone bigoty fucking has said stupid shit like that to him probably not. country's got a bunch of fucking people like that it's ridiculous yeah uh, I agree. Trent is back. That was a cool reveal. I'm glad we brought Sue back with. Are you? That I feel like sarcasm. you're being sarcastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That uh, was did you not... did you see uh, did you see the Chaos Wikipedia page and who the newest member is? Sue. It's Sue. Is she part of Chaos? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I actually didn't look at the Wikipedia page. I just saw something on Twitter. Okada. That, of all people, is in a fucking faction with Sue. Yeah. In the white minivan. Sue Beretta, Trent's mom. <laughs> I just thought it was I hilarious. I did think it was a good new look, though. He, like, shaved all his hair and had, like, yeah. a... It was a good look for him, I think. Yeah. It, Where have we seen he, that before? He's going to get... He's fucking... He's going to come back as a badass. I'm ready for it. Were I always you, thought Trent was my favorite member of the Best Friends anyway. Were you referring to Mox? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, speaking of looks and gimmicks, by the way, I have a question for oh, AEW. Okay. One question. So Cody came out during the next segment. Oh, Sammy Guevara was supposed to do a promo. I think I was making my lunch while this was happening, and all I heard was the crowd booing. The so Cody, so Sammy Guevara is out there, it's supposed to be doing an interview with Tony Schiavone. And before he can really even start the fucking thing, Cody's music hits. 
Obviously, they start booing. And Cody kind of in this conversation says that he already had talked to Tony Khan and he is going to get a title match with Sammy Guevara. I think it's like on Christmas Day or on Christmas Eve or whatever is or like the 23rd, the week of Christmas. I think it's the 23rd of November of December. It would be the but whatever. That one then. Yeah. No, it's the 23rd because Christmas Eve is on Friday. Yeah. So when is it? Yeah, I'm fucking stupid. You're right. The 22nd. So that show, apparently, Cody Rhodes is getting a title shot against Sammy Guevara. But he totally made fun of himself in this whole thing by mentioning that it would be face versus face. Like he's almost making fun of the fact that he's a he want that he's not a face, you know, like talk, talk, face, act, heel kind of thing. That's what it's, Dylan's been saying for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like he knows he can get a heel reaction by acting like a face and acting like the uh, acting like the good guy. So he's but doing this that one to was, get the reaction that he wants. This one was different because he acknowledged it with what is with his words, not with his actions. So instead of just acting like it for the first time, he said something that acknowledged that he is a heel, but he's acting as though he's a face. Like it's a facade. Is that a too big of a word for you, Dylan? No, I know what the word facade means. But anyways, moving on from that. My question is, <laughs> do you think it's gonna come it's gonna eventually come over? Do you think it's gonna get over? No. Not you, until you don't he turns think there's heel. any not until, chance. Not until he fully turns heel. If he continues to just be this fucking I think we're going there. Him literally putting on a facade. Nice, nice usage of a word, the word. Thank you. Fuck um, yeah, dude. Nice. Will, I love will, that word. Will not. It's not going to get him over. It'll get him over as a heel. Maybe a slow build to a, a real big heel turn. Cody would do anything to get fans to like him. You don't think he knows what he's fucking doing? There's a chance that this could all end up being like super fucking awesome in the end. And we just don't see it coming yet. Maybe he's maybe he really is that fucking smart. And just is just so f- he is so far. In- he's fucking galaxy braining this shit right now, dude. His brother found a way to be over dressing as a fucking transvestite <laughs> in the 90s when people were super anti-gay. I guarantee you. I mean, there is still he people is, like that. We found that he out is on Wednesday. fucking working us, dude. And he is playing off this negative vibe. And six months from now, we're going to be pro Cody again. I that promo and it was super short. It was literally like he came out and was like, hey, man, I talked to Tony. I'm getting a match at Christmas face versus face. And then he walked off and I at the end of it didn't fucking hate it. I and swear I, to God, I stopped myself and was like, oh, fuck, he's doing exactly what I want him to do. Shit. I swear to God, if by the time like Memorial Day rolls around and double or nothing is here. And I am all in on Cody Rhodes again. All in. Good reference. Thank you. Uh, that was punny. There might not be a podcast anymore because I just won't be here. You, you two would have to do it by yourselves. I'm confused. What? Are you going to kill yourself? I didn't Over say Cody that. Rhodes? I didn't say that. I heavily implied it, though. 
Hey, I, no, gotta, I, I wouldn't actually. I got a that. joke that Dylan didn't laugh at earlier. Maybe you'll laugh at it, Joe. You ready for this one? <laughs> yeah. I already know what he's going to say. Well, hey, obviously, you already told me. But. Hey, do you think that goth kids get jealous when their phone dies? <laughs> I totally did laugh at it. Fuck you. God damn it. I'm just really fucking tired, okay? Gosh. Hey, uh, the only other thing I have for that promo was that uh, it was supposed to be a Sammy Guevara promo, and it immediately became a uh, Ethan Page Scorpio Sky promo. Yeah, which I had two thoughts on. One, I love Ethan Page. I hope that he gets some time. Uh, but he said Dan Lambert's coming back, which fucking sucks. Fuck yeah, uh, Dan Lambert. Just shut the fuck up. But Scorpio Sky, I did not know this. And I had to verify after he said it. He is top five in uh, the singles rankings. Oh. Scorpio Sky is top five. I have issues with that. Why? Look well, at I his record. I, okay, yeah, I don't have the fucking. I'm. I don't have it pulled up in front of me. I, have, I don't have his record. So obviously Danielson's one. Yep. MJF's probably up there. No, he's not. That's odd to me. Yeah, they Darby's never put probably him really up there. in there. I don't remember seeing him. Yeah, I remember I mean, five was Miro and like four was Scorpio Sky. I can't remember who two and three were. But it all made sense, except for like MJF's never really been a top five guy, even though he's like clearly a top five guy. Yeah, a I don't pillar know. of AEW, if you will. Yeah, hmm, top well, four guy, a former know? pillar, according to CM Punk, a top four plus one female pillar, you know? Yeah, I don't but know. My point of this whole conversation was, is Scorpio Sky about to get a fucking push? And if he does, how excited are you? Because I'm fucking stoked. Um, my answer, my short answer is no. My long answer is, I don't have one. Am I the only one who likes Scorpio Sky this much? I don't. I don't. I don't no, dislike Scorpio I don't, Sky. No, I don't. I think you're. I I I like Scorpio Sky. I just don't see it. Don't see it happening. I'm being realistic. Well, I'll be sad. You know, I'll be sad. I want to push for Scorpio more sad, Sky. More sad than you already are. Well, I mean, I started this podcast saying I was really sad about another thing. More sad so, than more sad than Joe and I were at the ending of the Seth Rollins Bray Wyatt Hell in a Cell match. Oh, no one was more sad. There's not a wrestling fan in the world that was more sad than that. I'm finally glad you worked it into this promo. <laughs> we said there was three things that would make this the ideal episode, and there was the third one. <laughs> Was the, the I've been thinking about it. Match of Literally, it's the only thing I've been thinking about since we since we talked about that. Can I work this in? <laughs> and we're pretty close to the end, so I was like, "All right, I got to figure out a way to force this in at this point." Well, end all be all. I hope fucking Scorpio Sky gets a push because that dude's fucking awesome in the ring, and I've been watching him for a long time. Yeah, definitely, I agree. I know it. I know it sounds like I'm being sarcastic. I just don't have any other words for it other than yes, I agree. I hope for the same. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, and then main event: Danielson kicks in John Silver's head. Winter is coming. Is next week. We're getting Danielson versus Adam Page. Predictions? Just real quick, just on that one. Uh, hey, Page. I'm gonna say Danielson and uh, some sort of uh, DQ. 
no fucking way. This ain't some WWE bullshit. I just don't. All right, we'll see. Tune think, in next week to find out who's right. You think <laughs> AEW would finally go I don't fucking know, man. I'm going to keep predicting it until it fucking happens because they're bound to do it one of these times. I don't know. We'll see. And so that's going to wrap us up for this week. Next week, we... Oh, I completely forgot. We're going to have the return of the retro beer ratings. I completely forgot where I left off. I think the last thing we watched was SummerSlam 1998, which would mean that the next pay-per-view that we will be watching next week is Breakdown in Your House. So we're going to have our retro beer ratings for that, plus uh, more buildup for the day one pay-per-view extravaganza that is happening on the 1st of January. And then we'll also be talking about the winter is coming show that AEW is putting on next week. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. We have been the drunk dudes, Dylan, Chad, and Joe, and we will catch you on down the road. Thank